0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mythmen. I'm Dean. And I'm Riley. And today I'm the ignorant. Riley has the myth today. So what What do you got?
1: Uh, today uh, I will be talking about the Kraken. Ooh. One of my favorite sea monsters. Interesting. So what, what do you know about?
0: I know what... Pirates of the Caribbean has taught me. <laughs> Which is a big, huge squid that likes to eat human beings. That's all I know.
1: Uh, so the Kraken was said to live in the oceans from Norway to Iceland, even all the way to Greenland.
0: That was like its scope? Like yeah. its territory? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: It was first described in 1180 by King Sverre of Norway. As uh, as decades passed, the beasts only grew larger and larger, with heroes in some of Norway's epic tales, like Ovar Oder. oddr i don't know having close encounters with the monsters the earliest descriptions of the kraken didn't give away a whole lot of information images of the kraken range from a misshapen mass to a giant cephalopod
0: what do you mean by misshapen mass
1: um there was a few pictures that i saw of it that just was like this weird blob with a face on it
0: hmm just like a big flesh pile with eyes
1: yeah pretty much that's kind of how it looked
0: yikes okay
1: other images kind of describe it as like a giant humanoid sea monster, or like a huge crustacean, or a sea serpent.
0: Okay, so those are all, <laughs> they're all of the sea, but those are all very different
1: the, sea creatures. The nice thing about the ocean is that we didn't know a whole heck of a lot about it up until recently, and we still don't know very much about it. Yeah. And That's what's nice about like these sea monsters and stuff. Like, they're described by sailors who probably saw something that we now know today is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll talk about it later, but, like, (laughs) the giant squid. And then it just kind of goes out of control, and they just start describing it and saying it's bigger and bigger every time.
0: (laughs) I saw a Kraken this big, but <laughs> I saw a Kraken this big. <laughs> kind, kind of
1: like how modern biologists believe that sailors were describing a manatee when they were talking about the mermaid or sirens and stuff like that.
0: That's interesting. I would hate to be propositioned by a woman that had huge things coming out of her face, though. <laughs> like huge tusk teeth things protruding from her mouth. Anyway. yeah. The,
1: the sea is a lonely place, Dean. <laughs> and back you along. take
0: what you can you, get yep
1: you just take what you can get a giant mass of gray flesh
0: i do oh, know i don't know about that one <laughs> i don't think i could you know what i'm picturing i don't know if you've seen this episode or not but in futurama there's an episode where this guy gets mutated and he's just like a big lump of flesh with tentacles coming out and that's what i'm what's what i'm picturing gross yep <laughs> uh Every time a character hugs this character, they made it extra gross by making, a squi- making like, a squish noise. And then, it, like, the, the character kind of, like, sinks into them a little bit. It makes me uncomfortable, to say the very least.
1: That That's what the earliest descriptions of the Kraken was like.
0: <laughs> Don't Just hug. Just a
1: giant... Don't hug. ...ball of meat. <laughs> So a lot of the uh, legends sort of dwell on the the size of, of the thing. It was so large it could swallow ships whole and then its body could be mistaken for land.
0: Wow. Are there any kind of like... I might be jumping ahead here, but are there any like myths or legends that... Like a guy is stranded on top of the kraken and doesn't realize it's the kraken until he moves.
1: There are other sea monsters like that, but oh, okay. the kraken not specifically.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Despite the lack of details initially, the size alone was enough to make it well known in Nordic mythology. And did then...
0: it did it like start in Nordic mythology? So... Yeah, it was okay.
1: It was described yeah. first by the King of Norway. Right. In eleven
0: eighty.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Deja vu a little bit. Oh
0: my god. Okay. Jeez.
1: So it's described as uh, having a flat body, which tends to emerge from the water in humps like small islands and dozens of long, flexible arms, sometimes called horns, which he can lift out of the water to the height of a ship's mast. Giant circular waves and swarms of frightened fish usually appear in front of him.
0: This makes me not want to swim in the ocean.
1: (laughs) There are a lot of things that make me not want to swim in the ocean, and I know that they're real. The Kraken, I don't know so much.
0: Yeah. When you were a kid and you swam in a swimming pool... Did you ever imagine, like, a thing coming up to grab you?
1: All the time. Yes, me too. All the time. And the reason... It doesn't matter. I could see the bottom.
0: There's a shark down there. Mm -hmm. There's an invisible shark down there. Mm -hmm. The reason I, I had that thought when I was younger was because of this particular episode of Goosebumps... Okay. Did you ever watch the show Goosebumps?
1: Uh, no. Okay.
0: So, do you know what the show Goosebumps is?
1: Sort of, yeah. Okay, so. I think, I, I think I've think i seen it, like, later on in life but not as a child.
0: The writer, R.L. Stein, he was kind of, like, the kid's book version of Stephen King. He liked to write a lot about, like, scary and spooky things. It became a TV show and when this TV show happened, obviously, there was two episodes that scared the crap out of me. One was Slappy the Doll. I don't like dummies. I don't like dolls and that's the reason why
1: I don't know why you're hanging out with me then (laughs) hey oh
0: And then the other one was about this sea creature that got into a swimming pool. And this kid goes into the actual swimming pool area, like it's an indoor pool. And he walks in and this like humanoid type monster covered in seaweed comes up out of the water. And I remember watching this and I looked over at my dad and he was sleeping, looked over at my sister and she was sleeping and I was petrified. Like
1: I couldn't move. I was... Oh my God. uh,
0: Yeah. But that's why I'm afraid of things in water.
1: That is completely fair. Yep. I was a huge nerd as a child, so I watched a lot of a lot of nature documentaries, a lot of Animal Planet before it stopped being about animals.
0: Yeah. What is it even about now?
1: I think it kind of went the same route as the History Channel. It's not about what it says it's about.
0: They just show, like, random miscellaneous shows now. I think so. Yeah.
1: I could be wrong. I haven't watched the Animal Planet in a long time. Yeah. I just remember seeing, like, a show on there that should have been on HGTV.
0: You were talking about Blue Planet, or, like the the nature shows you used to watch.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah, I used to watch a lot of nature documentaries and stuff. And like like the ocean stuff would fascinate me. It still does, but it's terrifying. Yeah. Like the idea of being in water and just like being ambushed by something that is so, so much bigger than you. Yeah. There's a whole lot of videos of like you just see open water and then just suddenly there's a shark And it was, like, swimming towards the camera the whole time, and you just, like, didn't see it till it was 10 feet away from the camera, and that scares me. Yeah,
0: that's terrifying. That's what scares me
1: about the ocean.
0: Well, and we don't have very good mobility in water either, so for something to have such an advantage over you that way makes me wildly uncomfortable, to Mm -hmm. say the very least.
1: Like, the ocean fascinates me, but I would never want to uh, swim (laughs) in the ocean unless I was um, wearing some kind of armor and had... (laughs) just the most insane harpoon gun
0: a semi-automatic harpoon gun pretty
1: much <laughs> i think i don't want to go in the ocean unprepared
0: Oh my god! so you're wearing like 14th century armor and carrying a harpoon mm-hmm. Pla- semi-automatic harpoon gun plate
1: armor harpoon gun and just a backpack full of harpoons
0: you would sink to the bottom
1: yeah but you know what nothing would sneak up on me <laughs> Well, oh, even man. if it did, it wouldn't be able to do anything to me, so what's up?
0: True. Would you have, like, mirrors on your shoulders so you could see behind you at all times?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't think about that until now, but yes, 100%. <laughs>
0: just, like, those obnoxious mirrors that you can put on bicycles. You know, those <laughs> horrible dollar store like you could just tape those on.
1: Oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking, like, rearview mirrors from a truck, just, like, rip those <laughs> off and just strap them to my armor and I'm good to go.
0: With those button things, you could put the buttons to make...
1: To move them around?
0: To move them around yeah. on your your on your gloves or whatever don't put me down yet
1: i just need to adjust my mirrors (laughs) Jeez. yeah ain't no ain't nobody sneaking out behind me
0: (laughs) or you could be in a submarine
1: that too like i want (laughs) i want like at least three inches of metal between me and the teeth of anything that lives down there
0: i think that's fair another thing that weirds me out about the ocean is the further down you get the more opaque things are like, the more opaque sea creatures are.
1: I think you mean transparent.
0: Yep. I mean op-
1: transparent. The complete Woo! opposite of opaque. <laughs> oh my god, I'm an idiot.
0: Anyways, the more transparent they get so you can see their organs working.
1: I-, I like deep sea creatures and how they've adapted to like their environments and stuff. I think that's really, really cool.
0: Yeah. It just creeps also, me out. But also,
1: they look horrifying. <laughs> like, look up some deep sea creatures. They look like they're straight from H.P. Lovecraft's Nightmares. Yep.
0: My least favorite, as well as it being transparent, is when they don't have eyes. I don't know why that freaks me out so much, because I mean, they're, I don't know, they don't have a use for eyes, obviously, if they're way super deep in the ocean, but it freaks me out.
1: I like the ones that go in the opposite direction and just have gigantic eyes.
0: Yeah. There's like a a certain type of fish, something like that, and it was, its pupils were constantly, or its pupils were constantly huge to Mm -hmm. try and take in as much light as because it was in that weird area between like super deep sea and like normal sea, so it was like. In that weird area, the, I know... twi-
1: the Twilight Zone. Yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah,
0: so it's it was in the Twilight Zone, and its pupils were always they're constantly. Is that dilated when they're big? Yes. Okay, that one.
1: It's the right one.
0: Okay. The, okay. the one,
1: the one that is right is so the one that you want to say. <laughs>
0: but they're constantly huge, so they can take in so much light, and that freaks me
1: out. Look up something called the gulper eel. Those those things are scary. The word eel just gives me a horrible impression.
0: I'm gonna look it up right now. No, 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 no. Oh.
1: Yeah, deep sea creatures are scary as hell.
0: How big is this thing? I don't I don't know. Okay. Go look up gulper eel. Let,
1: let's take let's take a quick uh, Wikipedia break and find out how big these boys get.
0: Okay, cuz this is not okay with me. <laughs> this is absolutely horrifying. All
1: right, we're back from our Wikipedia break, and uh, Dean and I found some information. My my source says that they could get up to six feet long.
0: Are you Are you joking?
1: That's what it says. No, 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 right no, no,
0: no, 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 <laughs> Okay. So if you didn't look at, if you haven't looked it up already, it looks like, it looks like a leech on one end and a pelican's beak on the other end. Like it opens up its disgusting face and mm-hmm. it's a gigantic open I. <sighs>
1: if you want to see, if you want to see something else, very, very nightmarish. Look up the goblin shark. Oh, I've seen the goblin shark. That's pretty nightmarish too, yep. yeah. Deep sea anglerfish are also one that are real scary. I just, that
0: caught me off guard with the uh, <laughs> the, the gulper, gulper eel.
1: I, I'm a big nerd for all this kind of oh. like, deep sea stuff. I think it's super cool, I but at what, the same time, I think, real scary. I think
0: what freaks me out and grosses me out simultaneously is the end of its body. Like, it just flip-flop flappies in the ocean, and it, no, it's gross. They don't swim
1: around. They're an ambush predator. They wait for their food to come to them. That's kind of the point of the big mouth. Oh, yeah, I guess. Like, it just waits for the prey to come to them, and then it just kind of snaps it up with its big, big mouth.
0: That's disgusting. Okay, tell me me more about the kraken. (laughs) Okay. Wow.
1: (laughs) So, the description that the mythology sort of ended up with is more, is like, pretty similar to a giant squid. A lot of historians and a lot of biologists like they seem to think that that's where the legend started from like sailors saw a giant squid and just kind of like those those boys get pretty big in and of themselves so like yeah. that's gonna inspire some some mythology
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say fear and I was like same <laughs>
1: but yeah. yeah and fear
0: yeah It seems like, from the descriptions, it's like some sailors were standing on board a ship and were like, that's a kraken, that's a kraken, that's a kraken.
1: (laughs) That's what it seemed like at first, because it didn't really have any solid uh, physical description until later on. Yeah. So, legend says the kraken was capable of eating an entire ship's crew. Some even claim the creature could devour the crew of an entire fleet at once.
0: That's... Yep, that's... Words fail me.
1: <laughs> I, I can't even tell you
0: how much that terrifies me. Like, could you imagine falling into just teeth?
1: Um, no. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd so rather not.
0: Ugh, okay.
1: Also, if we're gonna get real technical about it, I'm gonna push up my nerd glasses oh. here. Oh, cephalopods don't have teeth, they have beaks. <laughs>
0: Okay, fine. Could you imagine falling into a gigantic beak?
1: That would still be terrifying. (laughs) That is
0: just as terrifying to me.
1: (laughs) So despite how terrifying this thing is, um, the kraken was a rather lazy creature. (laughs) It spent most of its time sleeping on the seafloor.
0: I can resonate with that. If I was a gigantic cephalopod, I think I would sleep on the seafloor too. Also, can you imagine how much it would have to eat to sustain energy?
1: I'm getting there. Even its hunting strategies were passive and disgusting. It would use its own waste to attract fish by the thousands. Oh,
0: no. Defecation is never the answer.
1: I mean, it works.
0: I mean, yeah, it's true, but... Uh, This uh... this method
1: was believed to be so effective that fishermen would take the risk and seek out the kraken to take part in... The feeding? The feeding frenzy.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Could you imagine how smelly that would be? I would (laughs) so rather not. Do you think that's how the sailors would attempt to find it? they had like a smell meter <laughs> you know like beside a barometer or something they also had the mm-hmm. smell meter
1: mm-hmm. i'm i'm picturing like because they didn't have that level of technology i'm picturing just like a guy with a really good sense of smell just standing on on the front of the boat <laughs> yarr she over there now <laughs> oh it smells pretty bad over there let's go check it out okay um,
0: uh.
1: When disturbed, the Kraken can tear ships apart with no regard for the people on board.
0: I'm going to go back to the defecation thing. So she has a a little
1: bit of a temper.
0: What if you were just swimming, and the kraken decided that it wanted to feed?
1: And you happened to be part of that? Well, then I guess you're... And
0: then you just got, you know, you're swimming along, and you go, Ooh, what's that smell? And then, oh no. And then you're dead. I'm... Oh, I guess, yeah, okay. I was thinking, like, covered in gross fecal matter, but dead would be much worse.
1: Well, you're in the water anyway. You're already, like, halfway to having a bath. So...
0: I don't know, swimming in fecal matter counts as half a bath. (laughs)
1: That sounds like the
0: opposite of a bath.
1: It's water, so you're basically halfway there. Oh,
0: oh my god. (laughs) I don't know what kind of hygiene you've got going on, but... Okay, continue, sorry.
1: Uh, It supposedly can create whirlpools when it moves, potentially sucking ships down to a watery grave.
0: Oh god, that's terrifying.
1: And its calls are said to be able to cause underwater earthquakes. So about the whirlpools that it would be able to create. It was thought that the Kraken would start swimming in circles around the ship, which implies that it's not as big as the the legends initially say.
0: Oh, I guess so, yeah.
1: Initially, it was believed to be a few kilometers long. Wow. But anyway, um, when it was attributed to be a larger size... The Kraken would just create these whirlpools just by submerging, and the ships would be dragged down with it, even if that wasn't the Kraken's original intent. It would just, like, happen to be what happens because it's so big.
0: It just moves a whole bunch of...
1: By the mid-13th century, naturalists had begun looking into the legend. The Canungus (laughs) (laughs) Skugsia Skuggsia.
0: Yeah, have fun with that.
1: (laughs) I think that's it. Uh, Elaborated on its appearance and Feeding Habits. Um, The strength of the myth became so strong the kraken could still be found in Europe's first modern scientific surveys, even up to the 18th century.
0: Wow. So this thing, this one has kind of aged pretty well, I suppose. Like Mm. it went from a blob to an actual thing, but now it's like it carried on through a long time.
1: Because the oceans were so mysterious we had no way of exploring it up until relatively recently. Yeah, definitely. So what was underwater was a huge mystery. So I, uh... you could say you could you could tell stories of the Kraken and stuff like that and it would be believed because nobody truly knows.
0: I feel like that's one of those things it's interesting. People either want proof Or they'll believe something that doesn't have disproof. Like, people will be like, well, if you can't disprove it's wrong, then it's not wrong. Anyways.
1: Carl Linnaeus, the father of modern biological classification, included the kraken among cephalopod mollusks in the first edition of Systema naturae.
0: So a mollusk is like? Like like the...
1: Clams. Okay. Cephalopods are like uh, octopus and squids. Yeah. Cuttlefish, that sort of thing. Back to what I was saying about the giant squid. So people now believe that it's likely to have originated from sightings of that. Even now, sightings of giant squids are very, very rare. And the largest giant squid ever recorded was 43 feet long and weighed nearly a ton.
0: Holy crap.
1: Researching this kind of led me to look at a bunch of videos of giant squid sightings. Ooh. Like they come to the surface very, very rarely, and there was one video that I saw where a juvenile giant squid that was three meters long, yeah, was in a Japanese harbor, and there was there was a diver in there with it, yeah, and like this squid still was a lot bigger than he was, and that was like its juvenile size. Oh my gosh! So watching these videos and seeing the size comparison, I could definitely see where the legend of the kraken started from. Yeah, just because of well how huge it is. <laughs>
0: Has the giant squid ever attacked anyone before?
1: No. Oh. They're pretty timid. Yeah. Like, even when people are actively searching for them, they usually just swim away.
0: Interesting. But yeah, I could definitely see where, like, the fear would come from, especially from a size that big.
1: Yeah. yeah. And especially if you don't know what a squid is and have never seen one before. Yeah. And you're, you know, on a...
0: Uh, Wrapped on... with limited vegetables. <laughs> yeah.
1: And suffering <laughs> from scurvy. Yep. And in the year 1180, and don't really know what science is because science is not going to be invented until the 1850s. Interesting. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Nope. Tell
0: I... me. You are completely right. I think you're <laughs> right. It's just, it's a weird statement for me when science was invented.
1: I don't know. Science wasn't invented until the mid 1850s.
0: <laughs> but what about, isn't like fire science? Well, one could argue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I just wanted to say something funny and now you're just being mean. I'm sorry. To me. <laughs> hurtful. Just plain old hurtful. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what's with me today. And just
0: decides to tear you open for I'm trying s- to tell a joke.
1: <laughs> when I am at my most vulnerable. Absolutely ruthless. <laughs> so anyway, as I was saying. Yep. Science wasn't invented (laughs) until the 1850s, Mm -hmm. so I could see where seeing a giant squid, even if it is still only three meters long, can terrify you.
0: Is there like a, this isn't going to be important whatsoever, but is there a color specification?
1: None of it really mentioned the color, but giant squids generally are red or white. Or white. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I was thinking red more. More along the lines of. But if they stay in the water for a long time and stuff, it would make sense if they were white.
1: A lot of cephalopods can do this really cool thing where they could change the pigment and texture of their skin. Octopus can do it. I'm not so sure about giant squids, but I have seen pictures and videos of them, both red and white.
0: I've I've, I've seen videos of them kind of like crawling along the the seafloor or whatever and they change color and inst- uh, no no thank you i'm good <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> on the side note octopus are weird if I didn't already know they were real and you described what an octopus was to me, I would think that they were, like, a cryptid or something yeah. like that. Because, like, just watching them swim and, like, how they change color and texture and all that stuff and hunt and things like that, it's super weird.
0: Yeah. It's like they just move in their own type of way. I don't know. It's just
1: weird. Yeah. They're they're really cool to to watch, though. Like, whenever, whenever a nature documentary gets to a part about squids, I get really excited. <laughs> or squids are octopus. Yeah. I get super excited because like they're super interesting because of how how different they are from almost every other animal.
0: This might be a weird and okay, this might be a weird question. What what supports them? Like their body. And like how does their where's their stomach? Where's where is everything? Where um, does everything go? How does that jenga fit together?
1: Okay, so I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> okay. And then I'll fill in the rest. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you where my knowledge stops and where I'm going to start making stuff up. Okay. So, octopus generally have eight arms. They're not called tentacles. They're called arms. Oh, okay. Oh, then
0: where did the word tentacle come from? I have so many questions. Okay, continue, (laughs) continue.
1: And in the center of all of those arms is a beak, which it uses to break open and eat shellfish. Okay. Their eyes are much better than ours. Yeah. They have specialized skin cells and stuff like that. And as for what's inside of them. I know they don't have bones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As far as their flesh goes, as far as I know, it's mostly made of, and I, forgive me, I don't know the technical term for it, but I believe it's just called squish.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're just full of squish, and I don't know, I don't know what is. that it... like,
0: is that synonymous with those packing peanuts that you find in boxes?
1: Um, nope. Okay. It's biological squish. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, (laughs) describe squish for me.
1: Um, the inside of an octopus. Okay. Is 90% squish, 5% beak. Okay. 2% eyes.
0: You should make a pie chart.
1: Alright, so I was completely right with octopus being mostly made out of, um, squish.
0: What's the scientific name for squish?
1: Um, (laughs) you know, Squishicus. (laughs) Guishicus. Squishicus. Squishicus. <laughs> That's the Latin term.
0: Squishicus
1: for the uh, octopus.
0: Levicticus squishicus
1: meat. <laughs> the scientific term for the meat in the cephalopod is squishicus.
0: <laughs> I want, I want, I want a dog, and I want to <laughs> name it squishicus now.
1: <laughs> Please do. I think I have to take that one up with Maddie. I don't know how she f- uh, would feel about that.
0: Yeah. You know. Okay. More about the squishicus.
1: Uh, some more about the Kraken they <laughs> got a little bit of sidetrack there do you want to hear about the only modern sighting that I was able to find
0: oh yes okay. sightings sightings are half of the fun with this <laughs> like you get some real weirdos out there anyways tell me about the so, tell me about the sighting.
1: according to articles on Daily Mail Telegraph and the mirror from 2016 a Google Earth shot near deception Island near Antarctica shows a huge creature thrashing about in the water the object is believed to be 120 meters long Wow. Uh, some believe it to be a plesiosaur. Some even think it's a megalodon or even a UFO. Again with the UFO. Oh my god.
0: Everything is a UFO or an alien or a why can't we just accept that there are creatures out there that we don't know
1: <laughs> about them? Because people don't like to not know things and UFO is an easy thing to go for.
0: What a lazy... Anyway, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm such a I'm I'm quickly having a problem with aliens and UFOs. Anyways, go ahead.
1: Oh, I've had this problem before, but I I feel your pain, oh my, my God. dude.
0: Everything, every like, every creature I've done for the show so far, there has been a UFO type theory. Anyways, tell me about the megalodon or, or the UFO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Others believe this is proof that the kraken is real. Now. Looking at the picture, it does kind of look like the like the mantle of the squid. Yeah. For those of you that don't know squid biology, the mantle is like the part where all, this, all most of the squish is. <sighs> most of its internal organs and the squish parts are...
0: The squish-a-kiss. However...
1: How, however, according to an article on Popular Science, the image is just a rock that looks like a sail.
0: What? I'm sorry. What? What do you mean? It's just a rock in the water?
1: Yeah, it's just a rock jetting out from the water <laughs> so i showed you the pictures what that is that, what do you think
0: that's incredible to me because how do you how do you mistake a rock and then this thing we'll post some pictures on our twitter page for you guys so you can see what we're looking at but like it, it's very like to me i don't know how you would react to that like i don't even know what i'm looking at here
1: like yeah from above this part kind of looks like the uh the top part of a squid but like so
0: then what made the splashy splash Because it's a picture of this thing and it's a big, it looks like something's moving around in the water, but what made that splash if that's just a rock?
1: I think it was just a well-timed picture of waves hitting it, but... Oh, okay. I I don't know. I'm not a uh, ocean scientist.
0: You're not a marine biologist? Yeah. Okay. So when was this sighting, quote unquote, this rock sighting that Um, was very impressive?
1: Well, the articles all sort of popped up around June, July of 2016, Oh, okay. But yeah, I I could see how people can get the, the image of the squid from that, from above, but...
0: But it doesn't even look like anything, to me, personally. Like, I mean, I understand how someone could think it's the mantle of a squid, but at the same time, it doesn't look like much. Like, it just looks like a thing. Do you think that the kraken could exist?
1: We have explored so little of the ocean. Yeah. And we know, like, I think... Virtually nothing, like... I think the last time I heard was, like, less than 1% of the ocean floor or something like that. And so, feasibly, yes, something like that could exist, but not... As big as the legends say, like, kilometers long. Yeah. But I could see there being something down there that's just insanely huge and we just haven't found it yet because we haven't done much exploring down there.
0: I think the ocean is so big that something that's kilometers long is possible, if I'm being honest. Like, if it was, like, a couple of kilometers long, there's enough ocean that we could have just not run into it ever Like, we've never really... I feel like the exploration of the ocean hasn't gone far enough to really run into anything that could be that big yet. Because we haven't gone that far yet. In research anyways, or exploratory research. I think it
1: could be possible. Totally. That's fair. Yeah. Something that big would have to eat a whole lot. Yeah, that's true. So... I don't think that something that big could survive because it would have to have such an enormous diet.
0: How big do you think it would be feasible? If the Kraken is real, how big do you think it would have to be feasibly for us not to have run into it and for it to survive for so long? I think it would have like a period of stasis or like a period of hibernation.
1: Yeah, to save energy. Yeah. kind of thing. Okay. So blue whales can get up to 29.9 meters. Mm-hmm. Or 98 feet. That's how big Wikipedia says anyway. So...
0: 98 feet. That's huge.
1: So I think, like, realistically, I think something maybe double that size could. Like 200 feet. Really? Maybe.
0: For me, personally, if I'm thinking about the Kraken being, like, real, obviously, I would say if it were the size of a blue whale, which 98 feet, I think that would be feasible for it.
1: Yeah. I don't think it would be able to be... Well... I think double a blue whale is a bit much but like
0: if it was double the size of a blue Mm. whale that means that part of its prey could be blue whales
1: maybe maybe but like those whales are already huge and their diet is already ridiculous yeah so something double that would have to
0: it would have to be constantly eating pretty much yeah or it would be lazy and laying on the bottom of the ocean floor which Mm. is what i would do but
1: <laughs> if I had to choose pretty much, pretty much what I, bed I do already.
0: Food I think I would have to
1: choose bed. That's kind of what I do yep. already.
0: Interesting. That's crazy. Okay so tell me more.
1: I mean, that's all the information I have. I want to I get your thoughts on the Kraken. My thoughts.
0: I think the Kraken is probably one of the most terrifying creatures that you could imagine in the ocean. The reason I think it would be terrifying or the reason I think it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever heard in my entire life is because of its dexterity. I think that's one of the scariest things about it because there's nowhere to go. Like, where are you gonna go? To the only island which is the Kraken? I don't know. The dexterity is absolutely terrifying.
1: Yeah, and I think what is also kind of scary about the whole thing is like once you're caught by this thing, there's really nowhere to go. No. You're in the middle of the ocean. You dive off the ship. Now you're in the water Mm -hmm. with the Kraken. What are you going to do?
0: You can't swim nearly fast enough to get away from its little, little limbs.
1: Once it attacks, there's really nothing you could do.
0: No, you can just welcome death.
1: Make it quicker is the only thing you can do.
0: <laughs> Swim towards its beak. Mm-hmm. So do people that die by the kraken, do they become part of the gigantic squish?
1: Um.
0: Is the kraken squish made out of dead bodies is what I'm really asking you.
1: <laughs> I would imagine so. huh Because that's kind of what happens when you eat food.
0: You are what you eat. I'm a Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Cool Ranch Dorito.
1: <laughs> I'm mostly chicken nuggets and pierogies. Yeah. And recently, cookies and granola bars.
0: <laughs> I'm probably most recently cookies. <laughs> so how long do you... you said
1: have... looking longingly at a box of cookies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're right here, but they're really loud, so I can't eat them. Back to the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> the Kraken, I think... I think it's believable, honestly. Mm. I think it's totally 100% believable. Yeah. We know nothing about the ocean as that's... as far as it goes.
1: And like. that's what I like about these sea monsters. Like, they are somewhat believable. Like, there's a lot of monsters in mythology that there's no way I could see them ever being real. Yeah. The Sphinx, uh, Manticore, Hydra, stuff like that. I don't... Feel like they have a possibility of being real but like the sea monsters and stuff i think out of all the monsters that i i know about are the most likely to be real
0: definitely because I of agree.
1: because of how little we know about the ocean how big blue whales are we already know that yeah. But still, like I said, we haven't explored much of, much of the ocean, so there could be something bigger down there.
0: Well, and it's like you said, also, an interesting point you made was the transparency of things, and you don't see them coming. How mm. many things have we not seen because they've camouflaged into the darkness or the abyss or the evil that is <laughs> within the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> well, like... How many times have we got... A, it actually kind of induces a bit of anxiety in me when I think about it. Like, how many things have we not seen because they just camouflage? Probably, probably a
1: lot. It's so dark down
0: there. Not even like, like their headlamps and stuff like that. They can't
1: penetrate the darkness
0: because it's so dark.
1: That Like that's the only source of light there is really down there. Mm. That and bioluminescence.
0: No, thank you. Oh
1: god! And it's
0: although bioluminescence is really cool. It's really interesting. Anyways,
1: there's a, there's a lot of a lot of that down in the deep ocean. So if you're interested in that, look up more deep sea craters critters. They freak <laughs> me
0: out. After what? After you had to tell me about the what, the pelican eel, gulper eel. The gulper eel. No, thank you.
1: <laughs> Even though they look like what happens <laughs> when Stephen <laughs> King himself has a nightmare.
0: I I just deep sea no.
1: anglerfish.
0: Mm, no.
1: Just absolutely nightmarish.
0: There's these salamanders that live, I'm pretty sure it's in the ocean, they live really super far down, and they don't have any eyes, and they just have like a really innate sense of feeling what's in front of them. They have big whiskers and everything, but they freak me out because they're, they're like pretty much transparent.
1: I think I know what you're talking about. And they have
0: no eyes, and I don't know why, but that just messes with me completely. uh,
1: Axolotl or something Yeah,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: They're actually freshwater amphibians. Are they?
0: Okay, that's why I didn't know if they were, like,
1: ocean or not, but... (laughs) They live in Central and South America, as far as I know. I was way into them. I think they look really cool. They freak me out. And those things on their head aren't whiskers. They're actually gills, which is even weirder to me. No, because they have...
0: The ones I'm thinking of, they've got, like, the big headpiece, and that's their gills. And then they've got, like, feelers, almost.
1: Hang on, I'm going to pause there. Oh, my.
0: (laughs) So, the thing I was thinking about was a cave salamander... Not anything to do with water,
1: <laughs> and they're only about that big. They're very tiny.
0: Yeah, they're very small, Especially... but they have no eyes, and their heads kind of remind me of a penis head.
1: <laughs> and they do have external gills, which do look kind of weird. And the concept of that is a little bit weird to me. It's yeah. like having lungs outside of your body.
0: How would you carry them? Would you have like a carrying sack for um, your lungs outside of your body?
1: Well, I mean, if I if it was if that was the case for me, I'd probably have like. Uh, some kind of adaptation to hold them there, kind of like the cave salamander does. I suppose.
0: I was thinking, you know, like a backpack.
1: Oh, like if this was kind of a or, botched.
0: Yeah, like if this thing was that like wasn't a. wasn't
1: supposed to happen.
0: A botched mutation. Yeah.
1: Like, ah, uh, ah, uh, dang, you're born with your lungs outside. Of Could you
0: imagine, like, the, the doctor, your mom would give birth and the doctor would be like, hey, it's a boy with his lungs outside of its body, oh my god.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway back to the topic the kraken yep yeah i think it's possible that something that big could exist because of how little we know about the ocean yeah
0: 100 percent.
1: but until i see proof i am gonna remain on the side that says that they're not real
0: i think giant squid is like a better i totally think a kraken could be real though it's i don't
1: know i think it's possible yeah i think it's more likely that these people just saw a giant squid and just kind of blew it all all out of proportion
0: they had scurvy and I'm sure syphilis. and Yeah,
1: and they were just real horny.
0: <laughs> real horny for the squid?
1: Well, I mean, just real horny in general because like that's kind of why they saw a manatee and was like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I'm into that. Oh. I'm into that. I'm into that big gray lady.
0: With no real hair. Yeah. And big old tusks. Mm,
1: that's a walrus you're thinking about.
0: I know nothing, apparently. How do I get <laughs> dressed? No one knows. Ugh, anyway.
1: You know a lot about uh, cryptozoology, but you don't know a lot about And zoology. nothing
0: else. <laughs> I know about things that go bump in the night.
1: So that's all we have for today.
0: Yes, thank you so much for joining us for this interesting excursion into the <laughs> deep where I learned all sorts of things I did not want to know and that I know nothing. <laughs> essentially.
1: <laughs> uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at MythMenPodcast. And you can email us any kind of corrections or uh, stuff you thought we left out at mythmanpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with a topic that Dean has researched. Yes. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to jump in at the end here and say that in addition to the audio podcast, we're going to start doing video content on YouTube. The topics will be uh, somewhat similar to kind of what we're doing now, but it's going to be more of a short form kind of thing we don't really have the details quite nailed down yet but we'll but we'll keep you updated as uh we get closer to finalizing that whole idea thank you for listening we're gonna have another episode up next week